Hey bitches and welcome back to another unwarranted I asked for freaky dicky ooky spooky Voldemort Death Eater Baba Dookie Um late episode of Standard Definition where we talk about the now, the before, and the later the later. Wow. Um yeah. This is gonna be like a regular episode of Standard Definition. You know I haven't tapped into those nostalgic regular episodes of standard definition i don't i have i don't even think i've did one this year and i'm not counting the holiday one or that little quick and prom two one i'm talking about ones where i've actually sat down beforehand wrote down notes you know prepare or whatever now mind you this isn't the most prepared one but it's been more prepared than any regular episode that we've had in the year 2021 so without further ado let's get into this episode Okay, so, boom. I just feel like I really, okay, so back when I really was, like, uniformed with making sure that I got regular episodes in, you know, that was a time. That was a time. And I was excited to do this and all this other stuff, and I'm still excited to do it. Nevertheless, I want things to be perfect in all aspects of my creative life. Creative life in the least. Now, any other type of aspect of my life, you know, I'm not really pressing it to be perfect. But when I'm doing something with my creative self, I'm pressing it to be perfect because it's something that I don't have to do. It's not, This isn't a mandatory, like, obligation. This is something that I want to do. So things that I want to do, I feel like I want to be more perfect than things that I kind of have to do in life. So with that being said, I kind of took a little mini break from, like, the challenges and drag race and regular episodes so i can kind of figure out whether i was going to be able to get like a standard microphone or not because it kind of bothers me and i know it's just a me thing and a other tech person thing but it bothers me the quality that i have on here but nonetheless you guys can hear me it's yeah you guys can hear me you can make out what i'm saying so i feel like until then i need to just start pushing out that content like i was again because i don't have a steady like viewership you know there ain't people checking for standard definition every week. Because if there was, I probably would be making more episodes. But ultimately, like, honestly, I... Okay. Let's get some formalities out of the way. Moving forward, um, I don't... I can't confidently say that the challenge recaps will be back. Um, I'm not losing inch. I okay. I can't lie. I'm borderline losing interest in this season. I just feel like it's kind of flopping. I don't like fucking Devin, and he's just been on every episode. I don't like Josh. He won a fucking elimination, an elimination against Mishi. I am over it. I'm over the challenge, and it's kind of just like I super hardcore binged it before even knowing when Double Agents was coming out. So, when Double Agents came out, I kind of already was tired of the challenge. Because so I was binge-watching the challenge and Big Brother around the same time. The Big Brother doesn't come back out until the summer, summer show. So, it's kind of just like... <sighs> and it's just like, okay. I didn't even need to do the challenge recaps, but I was so excited for the season to come out. I was just like, okay. But now I'm just not interested, not invested, can't sit through it, haven't been watching the episodes. The last episode I probably watched was Duplicity. Literally. And it's just like, whatever. 
Y'all not checking for it in the motherfucking first place. Y'all, like, no. So, I can't confidently say that those recaps will be coming. But I can confidently say that the Drag Race recaps will be there. Because I am a Drag Race stand through and through. I just got my challenge card. And I'm not trying to get it pulled because I just got it. But I've been in the Drag Race world since 2011. And I've been deeply invested since 2011. There's no nothing that can get me uninterested from the franchise and all the international spinoffs. So, one formality out of the way, two formalities out of the way. Let's get into the political corner. Actually, no. We're not going to get into the political corner. We're going to talk about me because this is my podcast. So why can't I talk about me? You know, I always talk about me on my regular episodes of Standard Definition, so nothing is going to actually change right now. So, me. What have I been going through? Has anything good happened to me? Um, What I've been doing on my free time? Anything new? Blase, blase. Yeah, we're going to cover most of all of that that I can remember. Because these days just be intertwining, and I don't even be paying attention, quite frankly, if I'm going to be honest. But, yeah, me. What I've been I've been going through. Let's start into the mental because that's the biggest, biggest you know bulk of what I've been going through. And mentally, mentally right now I'm a six. I'm definitely a hardcore six. Valentine's Day, that this whole Valentine's Day weekend, one two bangity bang, was too much. And I'm going to get into that later in the episode but yeah but overall i've still kind of been getting myself out of that mental hole that i've explained that i was in and then like the holiday update and all that still digging up we're climbing we're moving i can say that you know the light is at the end of the tunnel but i will be lying to myself if i didn't say i if i didn't say i had moments where i fell back into those mindsets that i was in while I was deeply depressed. So yeah. I'm a six. I'm a nice six. A slick six. Moving right along. What else? I'm still unemployed. Sadly. Sadly unemployed. Um been diligently working towards getting another job though. Um I've been I got my home health aid license or certification. So I've been looking for home health aid jobs because those is where the quaint is and I'm all about the coins. I don't think it's called a home health aid certification. I think we have to do a class for that. It's something else. It's like an adult residential licensing something. I tested for it. I passed. I got the certification. I've been in touch with some agencies. So my my professional life is it's, it's getting back to where it should be. It's never been where it needed to be. So, yeah. That also is fueling my fire. So, yeah. Creatively, I've been working on myself like no other and i'm irritated because i've been putting so much time and energy into other creative aspects and i've been just paying standard definition but i also already explained why so you know there's a reason there's a method in my madness so creatively i haven't spoke about this on here but i've recently i think it's been like a month since i've been dabbling in the art of you know makeup and I am getting a passion for it. It's kind of just like, you know, I have been just doing my face. You know, I just started 
doing like eyeshadow looks and stuff so i'm kind of practicing on my eyes now but i wanted to spend a nice couple weeks getting the foundation of my face down like you know finding my right colors and stuff which i still haven't found but you know we're getting there so yeah makeup i've been kind of teaching myself hopefully in the future i kind of can do it on other people or just make a name for myself in makeup artistry yeah you know not pressing this to be anything kind of just doing this for me but you know hopefully something comes out of it moving right along sewing as you guys know or may not know i have a passion for fashion and that has never really skyrocketed from anything than liking to dress myself and knowing what looks good on me so it's kind of just like once i got a hold of the things that i wanted to give to the world as far as my fashion and the things i feel like would be interested i said okay time to run with this let's start teaching myself things so i've always known how to sew like stitch because my sister used to sew for me when i was in like fifth grade and i had to wear blazers and my buttons always used to fall off she would sew them back on so that kind of was my starting in sewing but I never turned into anything, you know, living with my mom, couldn't really do feminine things. That's a whole nother motherfucking episode, period. But in the past two years, I can confidently say that, no, a past, the past year and a half, I've been practicing sewing skills and, you know, different designs and things of that nature. And more diligently recently, I've been sewing on my machine, practicing, doing different things, looking at patterns, practicing like different like ruffling techniques or whatever, you know, so I can start really tapping into my avant-garde mindset so I can just start selling things. I want to get my things out there. I want people to critique me. I'm always open for critiques. That's my biggest thing with my creative self. I feel like people are scared to critique others because they don't want to take it as like an insult or anything but my whole thing is like you can tell yourself something is good all you want but i feel like what's going to get you to the next level is hearing the opinions of outside voices and that's just on that mary moving right along let's get into the motherfucking political corner Matter it's really i really be trying to force this political corner into my episodes but it pisses me off because it's just like I mean, like, I'm not, I, I can't lie to y'all. I don't really give a fuck about politics. It's just for the basis of all-purpose in this, you know. I'm trying to be an all-purpose thing. I'm trying to tap onto different things for different people so everybody could come sit, you know. There's something for everybody. There's, there's room for everybody, literally. But what I don't fucking like is that we have a new president why are we still talking about our old president it's pissing me off it's kind of just like what are we still talking about fat 44 for 45 excuse me 44 45 i don't know i don't pay attention especially with that negro oh i probably shouldn't have said that not gonna edit that out sorry for anybody that was offended plaza plaza i'm just on a roll right now literally this is an energy thing I got up. I wanted to do this. So y'all going to get what the fuck y'all going to get. Y'all aren't going to complain. Okay? Like the fuck I said, I'm tired of Donald Trump. I'm tired of him being talked about. Why is it that, like, I understand he has the potential to run again. He could run again. And that's to be recognized, watched, you know, let's just 
you know, remember that he can run again. He has the potential to wreak havoc in our lives, but who knows what he's doing behind the scenes to make sure he can get reelected. I'm not even going to speak those things into the universe, but we saw the desperate actions he took during this election. Who knows what the fuck is going to happen? So let's just keep that in mind. But it just makes no sense to me. And maybe it's because I'm not actually reading, but it doesn't make sense to me from face value for us to be here. having fucking impeachment trials for him. No one cares. Um, impeach him when he's in the running again. We don't care. He has no power. The inauguration is done, set, over with, set in stone. Lily Gaga 8, period, fucking point blank. Let's let Joe do his doodles. And let's not keep trying to focus on Donald Trump. Like, we understand that he's a bad person, but he has no power anymore. So it's just like, let's just get over him. I'm tired of mouthing, talking, speaking, however you want to say, verbalizing that motherfucker's name. I'm over it. So with that being said, let's write him off in our minds. Everybody get a piece of paper, write his name on it, go outside and burn it. Let's forget about him. They just blew up the Trump Towers. Not the Trump Towers. That sounded so like, oh my God, what is going on, DeAndre? Get it together, man. They just blew up like the Trump Casino and Resort and Hotel or whatever you want to call that shit in Atlantic City. If not today, like this morning, then yesterday morning. They just blew it up. Let's blow him the fuck up out of our minds. I'm tired. So with that being said, let's get out of this political corner. This rusted, dusted, crusted, musted political corner. That's probably going to be dusty for the next couple episodes. Because I'm telling y'all, I'll be trying to find things worth talking about. And other things, you know... That I feel like I could talk about, but I'm not. It's like statewide things. Like things with the Pennsylvania government, all the other fucking shit I don't care about. Like, whatever. Y'all want to hear about unemployment? Let me know. I'll talk about it. But uh, until then, we ain't giving that motherfucking shit no time or air on here. Because that stresses me out. Hearing about the potentials and the things that could happen to me and that I don't have power over necessarily stresses me out. So with that being said... Let's get into, you know, the episode, the bigger meat of the episode. And I have some topics written down that I kind of want to touch base on, some in which I probably won't, some in which I probably will. Who knows? Y'all don't know what I wrote down, so y'all don't even know what's going to be X'd out or not. Only I can know that. But, yeah, let's just get into it. I know y'all don't want to hear about this. I know Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, the shave room, the motherfucking internet, WWW has beat this horse to death. But I get the last laugh, ultimately. So let's talk about her. Miss Tessica, Gorilla Glue Girl, inspiring the nations, the mighty, mighty nations. This lady tried to do a ponytail, slick her shit down. She ran out of the got to be glue spray. Something ran in her mind. Let me pick up this Gorilla Glue spray. Do my hair. You know, blase, blase. Mind you, Gorilla Glue is a chemical. So, I don't know. Like, maybe it just doesn't burn the skin or the hair and the skin together. So, I'm just confused as she had it on for a month prior to even showing the world that she had it on. She said it was on for a month. It wasn't by choice. So, yeah. And I'm giving her the benefit of the doubt. Because... 
Some people aren't that bright. Some people are not that bright. And there is like this hair gel glue, like called Gorilla Snot gel. So maybe she could have thought it could have been a close brother, sister, cousin of that. And in turn, uses it. But I, where I lose understanding and I get very, very confused at is that since when did people not know what Gorilla Glue was? I feel like everybody called everything Gorilla Glue or Super Glue. Like you can use those names interchangeably when you talk about Super Glue. Glue that's stronger than Elmer's. Those terms, words, names are used interchangeably in the hood especially. Like, go to the store, give me some crazy glue. You come back with super glue. Go to the store, give me some super glue. You come back with gorilla glue. Go to the store, give me some gorilla glue. You come back with crazy glue. Crazy glue. It's literally all the same. So where I get confused at is since when did people just not know what the fuck this did to you and your skin and what it did to objects? Wood appliances. Girl, no. So that's where I get confused at. But she comes forth on TikTok, Instagram. I don't know where she dropped the video at first. It went viral. This lady went viral. She went viral in like a day. Cute, but whatever. Wish I could be like that. But you know, we getting it the hard way. We getting it in the mud. And that's fine. That's fine. Y'all out there who's getting it in the mud, putting in that background work to get y'all y'all views and y'all virals, all that other stuff. Cool. Do what y'all gotta do. It's nothing wrong with that. Don't ever forget that. But she went viral and she eventually decided a month later after going viral. Okay, let me go to the hospital. Let's see what they can do at the hospital. Um, they gave her acetone and like sterile water because you can you can clear super glue with certain things, but it just depends on how long it's on said surface. This bitch had that shit on for a month. She thought that she was about to go home and do a nice little rubbity rub rub and it was gonna get off. Cause my whole thing is she shampooed her hair on camera. It looked like bald cap literally so she finds out the hospital couldn't do shit for her um like two days go by she starts to go find me this lady got bang i don't even remember how much she got i think it was over 20k in donations for her super glued hair that then somebody offered to take off for free somebody offered Somebody made a concoction, a black doctor, whoopity whoop whoop, look at us, always inventing shit. We are always inventing shit. We are always the creators of shit. And I bet you some white man is going to take it and try to make it seem like he did it, because that's what they did with all of the original inventions of the world. Fucking white people during Black History Month. Don't even get me started on that. Don't. We're, matter of fact, we're going to get there. I wasn't going to touch the on that on this episode. Actually, I really wasn't. I was going to have a... We're, we're, we'll get there. We will. So, basically, the um, this, I don't even know if he's a surgeon or a doctor. He's something, somebody in the medical field. He offered to take it off for free. So now she got it off. It's a happy moment. Yay. Her hair didn't really even look damaged. He used like a concoction of different oils. So I'm pretty sure the damage that was done kind of has been revived from the multiple oils. It probably was hot oil too. So, yeah. Yeah. She got it off. Yay for her. That was an anxiety sentence. Literally. So, yay. Yay for her. But, you know, where where, where this is um, going to go kind of left at is 
when people decide that they're going to do dumb shit they know they shouldn't do after watching somebody do dumb shit they probably knew they shouldn't have done and suffer from it. Where's the logic? Where's the logic? I saw this boy on TikTok and he just did it. Oh, I did my hair with super glue. Now I'm panicking and I want people to pay attention to me like they paid attention to her. We don't know if she literally didn't know if that wasn't supposed to be using her hair. Everybody that came after that, there's people on here literally plastering their hair with super glue and panicking afterwards. It's literally social media is a monkey see, monkey do universe, and I never have gotten that. But kudos to Tessica for finding a way to get it off her head. And kudos for her for donating that money to an organization. I don't remember which organization she donated it to. But I, I'm over here about to hurry up and run and try to get a little quick, you know, see what the fuck that, you know, what happened with her money. Because I saw that she they said she donated it. The first thing from the New York Post Gorilla Glue Girl, Tessica Brown's GoFundMe under investigation. Let's get into this. Let's get into this. Let's get into this. Let's literally get, let's literally get into this. Okay, I'm reading this verbatim. Two hours ago, the New York Post posted, Tessica Brown, who went viral for cementing her hair with Gorilla Glue, claims the GoFundMe claims the GoFundMe she set up is now under investigation and she can't withdraw the funds which she plans to donate to charity. My whole thing is, nails a plan to donate to charity. You just went out and said that you donated already. Like, girl, or if I'm misreading, I misread. Somebody call me out, whatever. It says the Louisiana native, who is now out of the sticky situation and rocking a fresh and natural look, set up a GoFundMe early on in her plight for help with medical bills and buying wigs. But now that she's decided to donate the money, the company won't let her withdraw, she explained. They won't even release it to me because of that many people have called and said it was a fraudulent account, Brown said during a Zoom interview. Every time you look, it says under investigation. It's a bunch of other stuff. Irrelevant. Y'all get the point. They trying to say my girl's scamming, but my whole thing is she's been open about what she was going to do with the money from jump. So my whole thing is like, People are just jealous, and this goes to show that people are just jealous of people when they get some type of spotlight that they don't feel like they should have. What are y'all reporting her GoFundMe for? My whole thing is, I mean, y'all only making her case worse. No, I can't say that. Y'all are just drawing this thing out. The people that are reporting her and getting her this extra spotlight are the same people that are on social media complaining about people in general. Whatever. Moving along. Her shit is frozen. I'll give y'all an update on that. Now that it's in the public eye, GoFundMe is probably going to come forth and unfreezing it. Whatever. Moving right along. Let's get into Valentine's Day. Yeah. I think I want to talk about Valentine's Day. Very, very briefly. Very, very traumatic. Very, very cinematic. Very, 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 very extra this year. Valentine's Day did the most for me this year. It was very, very emotional. It started very, very beautiful. Very, word of the day, very, period. Somebody write it down. Give me some merch, period. Word of the day is fucking very. But it was very stressful. Like, I'm sorry, that's the only word I can use. It just was like, I really enjoyed seeing everybody and their significant others get down and dirty and diggity this Valentine's Day. The girls was getting iced out, and I am here for it. I, myself, got some gifts, but... I don't 
want to um i'm not going to talk about specifically the context and why i'm not really that excited to speak about you know blase blase but it's always about the intent and the intent was beautiful and i'm appreciative nonetheless but valentine's day just brought forth some ugly emotions that i don't want to live through i don't want to go through and i've been trying to get rid of um it's an overrated holiday yes i said it i'm sorry yeah it's the day for our lovers but at the end of the day google the history of valentine's day it's kind of just like isn't this like a racist holiday or something like i'm confused who lied to me in school literally it's over fucking rated y'all got a, every motherfucking day of the world to give y'all lovers don't make it valentine's day somebody take that shit off the fucking calendar tomorrow today yesterday actually because i'm fucking over it Anyways, before talking about Valentine's Day, I really was going to get in and start getting in down and dirty about what really happened on my Valentine's Day. But I understand that this is not the place to speak about it because it's still an open sore. So, maybe the person that I'm having an issue with, maybe we'll get on here and have a conversation and speak about the importance of talking through your emotions with the person that you're attracted with. Because that was the basis of the issues going through Valentine's Day. And maybe we'll have a conversation on here. Maybe not. Maybe maybe we will. But until then, I'm going to put a pin in that because I definitely am going to come back to that. Maybe not on this episode. Maybe on this episode. Who knows? But anyways... Next, I'm going to move on, and I want to talk about the... And this is something that I've been trying to talk about for a couple weeks now. I wrote it down in my notes. And when I wrote it down in my notes, I felt a way about it. And now that I am bringing it to the, the world, I feel another way about it. So now we're about to dissect the importance of camaraderie in the gay community. I have stressed this since I've came out that I feel like... And the, the, the gays that, the L, fuck the gays, the LGBT community, the importance of camaraderie and the LGBTQIA plus, plus, plus community, the importance of camaraderie is like, it's so important, it's so important. And the people of our community that have came before us, decades before us, have made that foundation of camaraderie that I feel like people have deserted in the, these later years. It's just kind of like everybody keep everybody macking with their gay families. Everybody, you know, like gay families are not taken serious. And I feel like let's do that. Let's bring that back. And where I, okay, so this is kind of going to tie into two topics, you know, the importance of camaraderie. And I was going to make this a separate topic, but they kind of tie into each other. There's this app called Big O that I found. And we're going to put a, a pin in that. We're going to put a pin in that. And let's get back to what I was just talking about. So, where I wanted to start talking about this is through watching Pose. I was watching Pose. It had to be like a, like last month. Wow. Literally last month. It literally had to be like last month. I was with my f- new, f- well, quote unquote, newfound friend group that I had found on this app called Big O. It's like a social app. A lot of people are on there. A lot of the gay community is on there. And I met these people on Big O prior to the new year, like a couple of days before Christmas Eve. I met them. And ever since then, I've been talking to them every day on the app. It's kind of been like, yeah, we've been kind of getting close. We're all from different places, except one other person who's from Philly who actually introduced me to them. I'll get back to that person in a minute. 
But, yeah, they introduced me, and we would get on, have our little audio panels every day, and we would chill, and we, 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 you know, they were all in their own families, so you can have your families on there, you get, you have your families, and you know, your families, you guys send gifts to each other, you support each other's events, have different, like, you know, it's a family, a house, like, not, not necessarily a house, but a house, in the sense that, you know, it's a family, so, you know, I'm on here with these people we don't have a family but we're gaining some sense of family by you know talking to each other every day all of that good jazzy stuff so i'm watching pose or whatever really 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 getting inspired from the houses on here and just that sense of like that sense of like you are gay i am gay we go through the same struggle your pain is my pain your hurt is my hurt and i'm here to help you that whole sense of that that was back then it's kind of it, it inspired me, and it, and it, it I definitely know that it inspired the people that I was talking to on the app. And the reason that I wanted to talk about it is because it's like I feel like gays or people in the LGBT community are one of the most loneliest, misunderstood, mentally like misunderstood people, and it's kind of like not an insult. It's true because I feel that way about myself, and I see it in every other gay person that I've spoken to, whether you've been lesbian, bisexual, like non-binary, whoever you want to identify as. I've seen those common traits. And things that come across us, uh, you know, I had a gay family, but, you know, we got into it. They was acting weird. You know, they treated me wrong. Da, 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 da. Or I've never had a gay family or I don't have gay friends. I feel like there's this current standard of, oh, I don't got any gay friends. Oh, I don't got any gay friends. And that's it shouldn't be that way. I feel like people should want to have gay friends. A lot of gays have one thing in common, and that's been getting pushed away by your actual family that's why the idea of a house was created to bring these gay kids that have been pushed away from their actual families let's you know come together we can be our own family we can make our own safe haven for each other where we know we won't kick each other to the curb for being ourselves or wanting to express ourselves and all the other stuff so that's how i felt when i initially wanted to talk about it and i still feel that way but there's another layer because this said family that I felt like I was, you know, gaining with, you know, we started, well, somebody who was like the matriarch started a family and we all joined. And then we, once we kind of got into the rhythm of, you know, building our family, it kind of became more special to me, but people don't get treated the same in these families. There's kind of like not a pecking order, but a hierarchy almost. And who gets taken serious and and who doesn't and these people that are in this family will never admit to these things because it's a subconscious thing and when you're observant and you feel and you pick up on energies and frequencies like i do you pick up on when the group is going to take somebody serious versus when the group isn't going to take somebody serious and we all have this one thing in common we're gay as fuck and nobody accepts us people are only accepting us now the people the people who didn't accept us are only accepting us now because they feel like it's a trend to do so. And that's just, you know, 100% the truth. And whoever don't want to, you know, blase blase can suck a dick. Because that's the motherfucking truth. And I don't care. Period. So, when I said I was going to put a pen in Big O, let's take the pen out. Big O. This app. People are on here. Getting friends. Making, you know, you know, camaraderie. Friendship. 
good vibes, good energy, blah, 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 all of that. But when you turn an app that's supposed to be for shits and giggles and keys and all of that and for, you know, for everybody to just come on here through this pandemic, we're all alone together. When you take that app and in turn turn it to drama and all of that and center it around just getting in everybody's faces and all of that, it's going to turn negative and it's going to go south and it's going to spoil. And that's what it has done for me. When I got on this app, I didn't know anybody. I was just watching people's lives that I thought that was funny. And those lives were centered around drama. So when I found these people, it wasn't like that. And that's kind of what attracted me to that. Because it wasn't messy. It just was like, you know, da 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 But it started to get really, really messy, really, really quick. And I'm just not waiting because, you know, we trying to work on ourselves over here. We ain't trying to be centered around drama. And when you're dealing with people that aren't like you or don't want to be like you, which I'm not expecting anyone to be. But what I'm trying to say is when you're with people who aren't like you, but don't want to understand who you are, it starts to become more apparent how much you see people subconsciously say they don't give a fuck about anything you have to say. Just your presence is enough. And what you have to offer, basically. That's what Big O gives. Big O is just like, you know, it's cute for like a one-two when you haven't been on for a minute, but at the end of the day, take it from me. Don't take that app serious. And it's kind of like, I shouldn't even have given this as much time to that, but I just really want to, like, something happened to me this past day with the people that I thought that I was cool with on their app, and it kind of hurt my feelings, and it just, it just put a sour taste in my mouth when it comes down to speaking about camaraderie within the LGBTQIA plus community. It just really put a sour taste in my mouth. But when I see these these things like polls it always brings me back and it's just i just want to make it a thing to say like let's bring back true wholesome gay families i'm just really really eager to see that like you know not families that are rooted in drama and violence not families that are rooted in ballroom and no let's take that back families that are rooted in ballroom are fab no shade not what i'm trying to say is that not families that are rooted in like the drama that comes within ballroom, like the comp, like the negative, toxic, comp- competitive aspect of ballroom. So yeah, that's all on that topic. You know, I probably didn't dig it deeply as much as I thought I was going to do in my mind because I have a lot to say. When you have a lot to say on something, you don't write every single thought down. You're gonna zigzag. In your mind, that's what I did. Hopefully, y'all got what I was trying to say. If not, you know, y'all can hit me up. I could, you know, we can have a conversation. I'm always open to conversing with people about controversial topics. I love, love, love to debate. People make it a bad thing, like an argumentative thing. I think it's very, I think it's wholesome and it, it builds from when you're getting older and you actually have to have different types of cases to, you know, fight for in your life. So, yeah, that's that on that. And the last thing that I want to talk about is just drag race period like and i know i do drag race rewinds and you know recaps or whatever but i don't really get to speak about the international aspect of that in relation to us when i'm on there i kind of do it for like a brief draw but yeah i haven't even been doing my recap so i haven't even got to you know get into how i actually feel so as of today series that are coming drag race spain is coming soon 
as of today, Drag Race Holland just got renewed for season 10. I'm so excited. I'm literally so excited. I literally love Drag Race Holland. That was like one of the best spin off. Like Canada. Drag Canada's Drag Race and Drag Race Holland was the best one-two punch as far as international that I, you know, we've had. Thailand was cute. UK one was cute. UK two was fab, but last year, Canada, Holland, it did it for me. I didn't need to have US anywhere in my life after watching those two. But yeah. Canada's Drag Race has been renewed for season two. Casting for both Canada and Holland both close in March, which means, mind you, if the, especially for Holland, Canada's casting has been open for like two, three weeks now. From I believe, but Holland just opened up casting today and it closes in March. So that means they're about to cast and film. And by the end of this year, we're going to know when we're going to be able to see it. And it's probably going to be out by the end of this year, if not the beginning of next year, which in turn sounds like a long time. But it's not because my whole thing is they filmed this last year for like a month and it came out by the end of the year. So the sky's the limit when it comes to filming and editing and dishing out content when it comes to these production companies. But, you know, let's just manifest. But we have Drag Race Down Under coming, which is New Zealand and New Zealand and Australia. And we have, you know, UK is out. You know, UK got renewed for season three. But also we have rumors that International All-Stars is coming. And boy, oh boy, am I excited because I really, 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 really have kind of been sad about the fact that we might not be able to get to see our international queens on an All-Star season. But now we have this rumor out and I've been trusting these rumors. They've been coming through. They've been truthful to the most, you know, to the best of their abilities. You know, for the most part, they've been truthful. And... I'm excited. I'm really, really excited. I'm really, really excited. Um, some queens I want to see from UK one. UK one. I want to see Crystal Blue, Crystal Blue, and Vinegar. No shade. Crystal Blue Vinegar from two. I want to see if they don't win. I want to see Ellie or Lawrence. And I want to see Estina, and I want to see Cherry. I definitely, definitely, definitely want to see Cherry Valentine. Definitely. I don't feel like she got to show. I feel like she got booted early. Um, Thailand, Genie, Mocha Diva, um, Jaja. Genie, Mocha Diva, Jaja. We could get some, like, other queens, like Bandit. I know Bandit speaks English. So I think that would be cute. From Holland, I want Janie. I want Miss Abby, oh my God. And I want Mama Queen. And I want... No. I would say I want Room on All-Stars, but I want Room to come back for Holland Season 2. Like, kind of like a Shangela. Period. That would eat. Period. So, yeah. Needless to say, I'm really excited for the international girls to get their swing at the, you know, the drag race runway. Period. I really can't wait. I really, 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 really can't wait. So, with that being said, this is where I'm going to end this episode of standard definition i thank you guys for listening this is going to be a long one i really really was excited to make this so i hope everyone is excited to listen i will catch y'all on the drag race recap for tomorrow's episode no friday's episode so yeah y'all be breezy and thanks for tuning in